everybody. Um, welcome back to the show. Um, it's me. It's the Hatening. Um, I want to do something a little different for the next couple episodes. Um, so I want to tell some stories. I was trying to think of like a snazzy title for it, like a, you know, story time or whatever the fuck. And I, I don't know if I think of something down the line, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, title the episodes as such. But, um, for today's episode, I want to tell a story about like this dude I met in college. So, um, I guess for those of you that like don't really know, like I'm obviously from Maryland, born and raised in Maryland, um, but I went to college in uh, in Washington State, in Olympia, Washington, at um, Evergreen, and um, so I would fly back and forth, you know, like for holidays, you know, and the frequency with which I would travel back and forth between the West Coast and the East Coast like dwindled the older that I got, but you know, like um, when I was younger, I would pretty much fly back like to Maryland and see my family like pretty much every big holiday um so anyway it was my sophomore year I think um and I was living in a house that was like pretty isolated in the woods on like about two acres of land um with two guys and so my um my one roommate had a car he was the only one like in our household that had a car right and we were uh, on a pretty, like, pretty rural road, right? Like, I couldn't really walk anywhere. I mean, like, you could, but it would take you, like, over an hour to kind of get to, like, a bus stop type of thing. So, anyway, um, my roommate comes to pick me up at the airport and said, like, oh, like, I'll be there, you know, at this time, whatever, whatever. So, um, I uh, I land at SeaTac, and um, my roommate comes to pick me up. But there's like a bunch of people in the car and I don't know two of them, right? So like our other roommate is there um, and then there's just like two other people in the backseat. So I get in and everyone's very like nice and pleasant or whatever. And like we're, we're smoking joints on the way back to Olympia and all this stuff. And so, you know, it's like an hour car ride, maybe a little more than that. So we're just all hanging out and everything's great and everything's fun and fun. And we stop at like a convenience store on the way home. You know, we get out and we're, we're getting stuff. And that's when I learned um, that my roommates did not know who these people were who were in the car. Right. So I was under the impression that they were like high school friends or something from one of these two guys because both of my roommates were relatively local, you know. Um, but no, apparently they just picked up two hitchhikers on the side of the road on their way to come get me. Which, first of all, is like very out of character for um, my roommate that had a car, right? He was not like a friendly guy like that, you know what I mean? So I thought it was kind of weird, but whatever. Um, so to put, give like some visual, you know, context um, of the two people, one of them was like a little, not a little, but she was like a, a tinier, like like white girl who was kind of like a, like a traveler kid, like crust punk almost. And then the guy was a little older looking and was like a black dude with like like an afro and dressed sort of like a hippie, like a burner, right? Very much like an odd couple, like aesthetically, right? So we get back to the house. And like I said, it was like in the woods. We didn't have any visible neighbors. We lived basically in like a cabin in like a clearing that was surrounded on all sides by woods. Had like a really long driveway to get in and out. Um, yeah, so we're very isolated in the woods, but 
I don't think anyone was really worried about like our safety with these these uh, hitchhikers or whatever, right? So we get to the house, and um, it clearly becomes like very apparent that um, these people don't really have like anything, right? And so they sort of tell us that their plan is that they're waiting for like a day or two, and then they're going to like catch a bus downtown Olympia going like to Portland or something. You know what I mean? So we're like, whatever, it's like the weekend. Like if you guys want to hang out, like it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. So they don't have anything, right? They don't have any food. They don't, they seem not to have any money. They don't really have like sleeping bag, like sleeping equipment. They basically just have like a normal size backpack, which that's, you know, like that's fine. Um, so we start offering them like, you know, like a man, not even amenities, just like, oh, hey, like here's a blanket and a pillow. Like, oh, do you want to take a shower? Like, here's an extra toothbrush and toothpaste because we just had a bunch of stuff because we would have like bands stay at the house and stuff. Now, every single time we would offer this guy something, he would in turn thank us by giving us DMT, right? And for those of you that have never done DMT, uh, you smoke it. And it, it makes you basically like trip so hard, like you're peaking on acid, but it only lasts like five to 10 minutes. But as soon as like you inhale, right? As soon as you release, you just start fucking tripping balls. And I had done DMT a few times at this point, And my roommates also had, but apparently this guy, um, like took out all of his life savings and bought a huge bag of DMT and was trying to like hitchhike and barter his way up and down the West Coast, like only paying for things with DMT or like trading for DMT and stuff. Fine, whatever. That's weird, but funny. So literally it would be like, oh, hey, like you want to take a shower? Like here's a towel. And he'll be like, cool, hand me your bowl and then sprinkle some DMT on it for me. Right. And that's how it was for a long weekend, basically just smoking just an insane amount of dmt constantly now this girl who he was with was very sweet was very nice like just seemed kind of like a young kid who wanted to get out there and travel i think she was from the pacific northwest um but the guy was fucking nuts like not like a dangerous way but in just kind of like a weirdo way like probably like some kind of like acid casualty stuff and so he was like really into like jam band music and kept on uh, wanting us to listen like Grateful Dead and like Fish and like all this stuff it was just like very like okay yeah that makes sense and um, one night we were hanging out and smoking weed and obviously smoking DMT and he tells us that he was at a festival and a blind woman came up to him and informed him that he was the reincarnation of Jimi Hendrix and that he was destined to do great things and he needed to make it to California so that like he can be like rediscovered and some other stuff right so I guess he believed this woman because now he was on like a pilgrimage to California to be Jimi Hendrix part two Oh, I forgot to mention, um, this guy had a British accent, but he was also like from Seattle and like was not British at all. 
but then said that once he learned that he was Jimi Hendrix, he like gained a British accent, right? But so we, um, we basically housed these people, you know, until like Monday morning or whatever, when we had to go back to school. And so we like dropped them off downtown. And, um, and I remember like, as they were leaving, um, we gave the girl like our, one of our cell phone numbers, you know, cause we were basically like, Hey, look, like, I don't know what the deal is like if you guys are like dating or just like hanging out but like if this goes weird for you like and you don't have anyone to like contact you should like if you're in the area just like contact us and we'll see what we can do to like help you because like she didn't seem like she was like kidnapped or like being trafficked or anything but it definitely was like you're a little wet behind the ears and it seems like you might be in over your head with like this DMT like drifter guy um I think she did end up calling one time like a week later but like it was like really muffled from like a payphone and then we like never heard from them again but yeah no that um I smoked way more DMT than I probably should that weekend and it was fucking awesome like it was wild like he would just pack a bowl or pack something with dmt mainly it was like bongs or bowls and then everyone who lived in the house would just take turns like walking outside and standing in the woods or standing in this field by our house and just blasting off you know so it's like colors shifted sounds were weird like the you know your senses go a little haywire for a little bit so that was i mean honestly at the time i was taking a lot of mushrooms too but that was definitely one of like the wilder weekends that i had in college just in terms of like this very strange dmt fairy just like appearing and then disappearing you know from my life and really leaving like a weird stamp on my brain in the terminal or like you know in the form of just like oh i don't know if like that much dmt really like fucked with me you know down the line but well, yeah, so that's that. Um, thank you for listening so much. Um, I really appreciate it. Andrew and I both really appreciate it. Um, if you like the show, please like and subscribe. Um, doesn't take a lot of time. really does help us out, but if you don't want to, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, but, yeah, you know, take care of yourself and the people around you, and don't forget to tell your friends you love them. 